Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin, also known as Mental MacGyver. I provide luxury level high performance support and coaching to executives, founders, celebrities, and athletes. With me today, I have Kevin Wash. He is a coach, mentor, author, trainer, and speaker running consultancy business specializing in sales for international property development. I have Camille Diaz. She is an optimizations coach creating custom systems and processes you'll love so that you can do it, stick to it, and get lasting results. And I have Philip Tate. He's a communications consultant doing brand building, strategic communications, and marketing based in Charlotte. The question I have today, how do you give somebody really bad news? Philip, kick us off. I know we none of us like to deliver bad news. It's human nature. You don't like to do that. But I guess I would fall back on an old Boy Scout motto, and that's be prepared. So where you have opportunity to control what you can, choosing a good place and time uh, to deliver that bad news, uh, to try to be supportive, uh, remember to be patient, and make yourself available probably on the back end of that delivery for the person you have to deliver the bad news to. It's interesting. I, I first thought about instances over my career where I've had to dismiss someone on the team or something like that. And there's so many ways you can do that effectively and ineffectively. Quick story. This was not me, but someone else that was in another department met with the HR person. They had to let someone go. They had documented this person's uh, poor performance. And, and so he said, oh, here's all the different things we need to do. Do you understand? And the person who had to had to deliver the bad news, said, yes, I, I understand. So they brought the person in, the HR person sitting there with him. And so the person sat down and this uh, manager looked at him and said, Phil, you're fired. And here's why. And he said, at that point, the HR person just put his head in his hands. And he said, at that point, that person's not going to hear another word you have to say. I thought about this a bit and I fully agree with everything that Philip said. And something that came to me to share on this topic is a what not to do. I, I think a lot of people tend to want to provide comfort when they're delivering bad news. They're like, I know it's bad news and they want to make it feel easier. And one of the things that I've heard people say that it just incenses me when I hear this said is everything happens for a reason. Mm. When somebody says that to try to make me feel better, I, it does not help at all. And here's why I think that's not effective. I totally believe that situations are not necessarily all bad or all good, um, that a good thing can come out of a bad experience. I've definitely had that happen in my life. But when somebody says everything happens for a reason, it's like they're taking all your power away. They're telling you, don't feel your emotions, whatever sadness, anger, whatever you're feeling about the situation, you don't need to do that right now because this is on purpose. Um, they're saying, don't ask any questions, just accept mm. that this is happening and you need to roll with it. And they're saying, don't look for any solutions. It is what it is. You can't change it. Don't bother to even try. And I just feel like that is the least helpful thing that somebody could possibly say. I think uh, it's very interesting listening to the guys. For me, it's about, there's a couple of things. Firstly, it's like, how bad is the news? Everybody's got their own scale of bad news. You know, you can deliver something to somebody and it's quite irrelevant and you can deliver the same message to somebody else and it's the end of their world. Mm -hmm. So it depends on what it is. My personal take on it is to be very matter of fact about it, to try to take any emotion out of it, because at that moment in time, there's nothing to be gained by me being emotional if I'm delivering bad news to somebody. So I, I kind of 
deliver the news as as matter-of-factly as possible and then I like to move on to the practical stage of what's going to happen next and how I can be of any help to what's going to happen next so if it's a case of terminating somebody from a position of employment I would always explain to them why they've been terminated but then I would be giving them guidance and direction as to where they should be looking for their next work or any advice that you can give that way so the last thing you need is two people going into an emotional tailspin <laughs> I do think that how you deliver bad news also depends upon what you know about the other person. And here's what I mean. So when my grandmother passed away, my father sent a mass email. And the reason that he does that is there's a lot of kids in our family and he doesn't want anybody to be first or second or last or whatever. So he sends an email. My baby sister knew that the email my dad sent it to was one that I wasn't in very often. I don't check it every single day. So she called me and she said, the first thing out of her mouth was, I don't know if you saw dad's email. Dad only sends emails for reasons. And so immediately I'm like, okay, there's reason. And then she says, grandma died. I'm like, oh, okay. So I think the fact that she knew me, she knew I wasn't going to see the email. And she also knew that being able to say dad sent an email was a, kind of a red flag for me to be prepared. This is not going to be a good thing. Well, I'm the son of a preacher man, so obviously dealing with the life and death and um, trauma uh, things that we all have to deal with at some point in life, something I observed a lot growing up, and, mm -hmm. and that's where it goes back to where trying to offer some support, assistance, showing empathy, showing support, uh, and probably most importantly is, is listening actively. You know, when you, when you have an opportunity like that with bad news, sometimes it's helpful to let that other person just let some of the air out of their balloon, particularly if they're mm -hmm. angry about it or if they're frustrated or they're exceedingly sad, crying, whatever. Sometimes the best thing you can do is just to be present, be there, be active as a listener and maybe help them in that way. I think that there's certain, with the greatest respect to your family there, Robin, I think there's certain messages that should be delivered um, personally and physically, uh, rather than send a WhatsApp or an email or an SMS or a text. I just think it's quite easy to deliver bad news that way. It's very easy to fire people that way. But I just think that, that people deserve the, the respect. And, and as, as Philip just said, there's a very, a very valid point. People need to let out an emotion and they need somebody to let it out to. And it's not necessarily aimed at you. You just happen to be the person that's delivering the bad news. So you're going to be on the receiving end. So you need to be empathetic at that stage. And active listening, I agree completely, is, is hugely significant. Because if, if I'm just giving somebody really bad news and then I'm sat doodling on a pad while they're crying, that's not a very nice way to have delivered that message. But if you can deliver it and then you can, get, as I said earlier, move on to being practical and, and resourceful and allowing them to, to vent, to get rid of the frustration, the emotion, whatever, then I think, but it needs to be done on a personal face-to-face -face basis. Yeah, I agree. Camille, you mentioned things not to do. And I, as an optimization coach, I, I think this is going to fall right in your wheelhouse. Don't avoid it. Oh, yes. The longer you wait, the worse it gets. Oh my gosh. The moment you know you've got the news to deliver, strategize and then go get it done. That's one of the fundamentals in, in crisis communications. You, you want to get all your facts together, obviously make sure you have everything in order. And I think the same thing applies here for the bad news, but you, you want to tell it first and you want to tell it all and you want to tell it now. Uh, because you're right, it gets more difficult the longer you wait. I think there's two challenges there. If you if you say to somebody, okay, I'm, I've got something we need to we need to sit and have a conversation. 
Okay, so today's Thursday. And we're going to have this conversation next Tuesday afternoon at three o'clock. Oh you can imagine the state that person's going to be in by next Tuesday afternoon at three o'clock. They'll probably commit suicide over the weekend or kill you and your family or whatever. So the best thing to say is that we need to sit and have a chat. Are you free? Let's do it now. And then sit and have the chat now. Because at the end, if I'm delivering bad news to you, it's not necessarily the end of the world. And in a lot of cases, it doesn't come as a complete surprise either. We're just terminating something that's not been working for a period of time. We've tried our best to make it work. We've tried everything. We're not resolving this. So it's time now to draw a line in the sand and say, let's move on. Another one I've heard that I didn't appreciate was, this is hard for me too. Oh yeah, I love that one. Yeah. Don't tell me that. That's not helpful either. I've had some news that I've had to deliver to people recently about things going on in my life. And what I noticed happened is it was such a dramatic thing that I was telling them was happening to someone in my family that it, it rocketed them back to that experience for them, a time that they had experienced the same thing. And rather than sympathizing or empathizing with what I was going through, they started unloading what happened to them when that happened? And they're like, oh, this happened to me and all oh, blah, 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 blah. And this is it. And I was like, whoa. And it happened multiple times. I've told, I told multiple people this situation and several different people either had one of two reactions. One, how can I support you? What can I do? Oh, do you need anything? They did that. And the other group that had been through this thing I was telling them about, just they were so traumatized from their experience that they launched into a story about their experience and completely forgot that I was the one experiencing it now. <laughs> I think that's another conversation that needs to be had is how do you respond when someone tells you really bad news and what does that look like? So we're going to have to save that for another time because that is our 10 minutes for today. Thank you so much for doing this with me and I look forward to speaking to each of you again very soon.